Welcome to Help, Help I'm, I'm Obsessed, obsessed with, with the Enneagram, a podcast where we discuss the lives of fictional characters to avoid obsessing over our own. This week we're discussing Superstore. But before we get into that, who are we and what the heck is an Enneagram? Kyle, take it away. Hi, I'm Kyle um, and I am a type 4 on the Enneagram and my pronouns are he, they. The Enneagram is an ancient personality typing system that has nine types. The type one, the reformer, type two, the helper, type three, the achiever, type four, the romantic, type five, the observer, type six, the loyalist, type seven, the enthusiast, type eight, the challenger, and type nine, the peacemaker. Um, There are more nuances involved in that, um, but we can get into more details of those as and when they come up. And my name is Catherine, my pronouns are she, her, and I'm type 5, and I am an aspiring screenwriter. I have an MFA in screenwriting from Boston University, so, so we're basically just going to analyse a TV show or a film every week and chat about what type we would put the characters into. Yeah, basically. Hello and welcome back to Help I'm Obsessed with the Enneagram. This week we're discussing Superstore. Superstore is an American sitcom television show. It ran on NBC from 2015 until 2021. Um, And it's kind of in the vein of other shows like uh, Parks and Rec or The Office, where it's sort of a big group, big cast of characters. An all shot in one location so it's about a bunch of employees who work at a superstore like a walmart or a target but it's called cloud nine and the show starts with a new employee jonah joining the team and then we yes. need everyone else and it's written by justin's well created by justin spitzer who was on the writing staff for the office yeah um so that is why it's in a similar vibe um, to things like Brooklyn Nine-Nine, The Office, uh, Parks and Rec, as you, as you listed. Yeah. Um, yeah. So let's talk characters. We, yeah, let's just get stuck <laughs> right on in. We're doing seven characters today, unlike our normal six. Yeah. Well, so the thing with Super Stories, there's so many characters yeah, that there it, really is. it's really hard to actually narrow it down to just the main cast, to be honest. Yeah. So... Um, so would we like to start with I feel like the main character of Superstore is Amy played by America Ferrera um my absolute queen um since she was on Ugly Betty in back in the day the noughties. <laughs> oh I love that show so much we should do Ugly Betty soon yeah uh why do I'm gonna make you go first because I struggled okay. typing Amy. Oh really? I find her quite <laughs> yeah. easy to type. Oh, okay. So it'd be interesting to see if you agree. Yeah. I think that Amy Sosa is a type two. Oh. Which okay. I could like see as maybe not what she gives off in terms of energy. I think like her energy is type very type eight. Because mm. like maybe this I'm just saying this because like she is the manager and like she's really on top of organizing everything but like I feel like out of 
underneath her sort of manager exterior she is really empathetic and she does really care about people and she also sacrifices a lot of her time and she really like wants to help people so like a couple of examples that I picked out were um like the fact that she is really smart she tells Jonah like she was accepted into a college but she didn't go because she got pregnant so like there's a lot of examples of her like putting other people's needs before hers uh, she often, multiple times in the series, wants to help out Cheyenne particularly um, because like, it'd be like, oh, you should not be with Bo because he's not good for you. Like you'll get pregnant and you don't want to do what I want to, like what I did. So maybe you should break up with Bo. And she'll like mm. be like, oh no, I'm helping. Like in mm. her eyes, she's 100% helping, but she's actually like being quite selfish, mm-hmm. which I mean, I think is sometimes a less healthy too will be like I'm helping you because I want to get the validation of saying I helped there's an episode about her helping her parents to move where her and Jonah Jonah basically turns around and is like you need to like let learn to let other people take care of themselves like your parents do not need you to move their house for them Mm. they can do it by themselves um and I had a little section from The Millenniagram by Hannah Pash, which is the one Enneagram book that I own. <laughs> you can tell because I reference it every week. Um, but I just thought that this was an interesting section about twos, where she mm. is talking about uh, twos having this survival story, where she said, twos tend to see themselves, their worth and their impact entirely through the eyes of those around them. They very rarely look at themselves directly for fear of encountering needs they either can't meet or don't feel permission to have. Which I feel like is something that Amy does because like a lot of the time she isn't actually concerned about herself. She isn't, she is concerned about what's happening in the store. Like, what is Jonah doing? Is Cheyenne okay? Like, does Glenn need my help? Like, is Emma all right? Do I need to go pick up Emma from school? Like a lot of her uh, worries are about other people. And I think that is maybe a self-defense thing where she's not looking at herself very clearly and not wanting to like look too deeply into what she actually needs which are probably another reason why it takes her so long to like admit that she needs to divorce her husband as well (laughs) Mm. (laughs) so yeah I can definitely see that and on a similar vein so I was in between a couple of types um but I ended in a similar way ended up settling on a type six yeah, um, I can see that. Yeah. So mine was more of the fact that she doesn't seem to want anything to really change all that much. And it takes her quite a while to sort of push herself to change yeah. and make that difference and like do things like get a divorce, do things like aspire to like go after a different position in the in cloud nine i think yeah she likes stability in my mind and the reason i didn't end up in two territory was because i just didn't see a lot of optimism from her Mm. like i feel like she does have a bit of a pessimistic tendency which i think can come up with sixes when they're kind of always thinking of what could go wrong they're sort of they end up sometimes especially when they're more unhealthy leaning into that more pessimistic side because they're like well this could go wrong this could go wrong this could go wrong this could go wrong so i'm just not going to do any of it 
Um, and uh, yeah, I think especially I was rewatching. I managed to rewatch a few of the first episodes. Um, I haven't seen the rest of the series for quite a while. Um, so your knowledge of the later parts of the series will be very helpful. Um, but especially in the first few episodes, she really is a stickler for the rules. Like she just mm-hmm. kind of wants things to be done how they need to be done because that's just what you have to do. Kind of like, that's what you're following. That's what you just have to get it done. Those are the rules. Let's get in, get out. Not really bother too much. Um, And I think that's where, like, I was thinking a little bit about the one territory. But yeah, she naturally takes the lead. um, And she really compartmentalizes her life. Like, I don't know if that's really a six thing necessarily, or if that's in any particular type kind of thing, I suppose it's almost could be leaning into the unhealthy six where they lean a bit towards the three. And she definitely, I think has like an at home persona and a work persona and like, doesn't really like those worlds converging because yeah. I think it's like a bit too stressful for her. Cause she feels like, I suppose, I suppose this could be an argument for two in a way because she feels like she has to control how people yeah I think it's for me like her wanting to keep like like when she freaks out whenever uh, Adam first comes to the store and stuff like that like I think a lot of that is yeah her compartmentalizing because she has like organized her life this way and maybe she is slightly different at work than she is at home because like they people need different things from her and they ask for different yes. things from her which i think is a two thing of like being able mm. to adapt to other people's needs but like i also think like amy's quite pride mm. like she's very like she has moments where she's like uh like like she's very like no like this is what it is which i think is something that like twos can occasionally struggle with is mm. like being quite proud and like not wanting to ask for help for themselves but just wanting mm. to like be everyone else's shoulder yes and like manipulating other people in order to <laughs> to to get that like emotional their emotional needs met through helping others which i think is what she tries to do a little bit on the show when she's like cool well we'll do this well we'll do this thing but it's only because i think it's what's right <laughs> mm. yeah i think like I can definitely see the argument for two. I think the thing that really drew me away from two was like her seeming lack of optimism. Yeah, I don't think she's very optimistic. No, I think she expects things to go wrong. Yeah. But um, I don't I I do think she is like empathetic with people yes, and she is definitely. warm with people. She's just not a very optimistic person. Yeah. In the way that like Jonah is quite optimistic. Mm. So, shall we have a look at some questions from The Art of Typing? Yeah, exactly. Um, so, The Art of Typing is a book by Ginger Lapid Bogda, and it compares all the different types. So, when you are typing yourself or you're helping other people type themselves, um, you can use it to kind of compare two types that you might be in between. Um, so apparently the confusion between two and six is not really that common, which surprises me. That surprises me, because I kind of feel like I they feel have like similar, similar needs going yeah. on, but maybe that's, yeah. 
maybe that's a misinterpretation of one of them, maybe. Yeah. But yeah, I think they're quite similar, but perhaps they're not. Um, so the first question is, when you do things for others, is your concern more about others liking you and being needed by them, or more about loyalty and feeling safe and secure? Oh, that feels like a really tricky That's one. That's hard, because I think... I, I suppose the question is, like, is it for her feeling safe, or is it for getting people on her side like liking her i think it is for getting people on her side because like i think there's things that she does on the show that people ask her to do that she doesn't necessarily want to do like Mm. glenn will be like oh amy you'll stay behind and work extras at the store today right and she's like Mm -hmm. yeah sure i'll do that and like she's not happy about it but she's like this is I I don't think she's doing it for herself. She's not doing it for like a sense of security within herself. She's doing it so like next week she can turn around and say to Glenn, I stayed here for two hours later last but week. But is it that or is it that she just stays because she knows no one else will and is kind of like, oh, well, I'll lose my job if I don't. I mean, that probably that's way. Because <laughs> I feel like she doesn't, I don't know, maybe... Uh... That's really hard. Maybe this question is a bit of a split one. Yeah, it's tricky as well because it talks about in the reaction for the six is if you were to ask this to a six, Mm -hmm. they would think for a lot longer than a two would. And it's like, well, we we have no idea of knowing how long she would think about this question. I actually don't have America Ferrara's personal phone number, (laughs) shockingly. So number two is, would you describe yourself as someone who worries a lot? And if you do, what do you tend to worry about? So how much does she worry, basically? I think she does worry. I think she holds a lot of it, like, in. Mm. Um, Like, there's a particular episode that I'm thinking of where... It might be the one where her marriage breaks down, or she, like, finally admits that, like, her Mm. marriage is not working. Where she's, like, in the packing warehouse place Mm. and glenn comes up to her and like they have like this really nice heart to heart where he just like lets her rant to him Mm. um and it's like all of this stuff that she's been like bottling up and not saying to anybody yeah i think she definitely worries especially like if i think of her in even just the pilot she's always going round to people and being like well, this is what you're doing wrong. This is what you're doing wrong. You yeah. need to be doing this. You need to be doing this. You're doing this, like... And especially it... with, like, stuff like uh, the episode with Emma's... Is it her Quintanera? Probably. Apologies if I have completely got that, <laughs> that wrong. But, it, but it's the celebration for Emma yeah. becoming a woman. And, like, Amy is there and she's, like, so punch-proud, but she's also, like, everything needs to be perfect for Emma. Mm. And, like is really worried the entire night because Jonah keeps, like, accidentally saying awkward things because mm-hmm. he's trying not to be, like, the awkward boyfriend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I think, at the end, I think she does worry about things. Does that yeah. put her more in type 2 territory it, or type It six? puts her in more 6 territory. Okay. Um, which, it says that 2s generally 
say they don't worry about much, or if they do say yes, uh, but then ask about what they worry about, they'll say like, oh, it says that choose worry about people and relationships, but not much else. Um, Mm. But they don't always worry. They don't like consider the fact that they're worrying. Whereas six is no, a- I think... aware of the fact that they're worrying. No, I think she's aware of the fact that she's worrying. And I think she worries about like way more than just mm. people in relationships. Like, I think she, so. She's worried about like her career. And she's worried about like, like whenever they have the union strike, she's like worried mm. about like, like the fate of all of her colleagues. Yeah. Well, and she's not fully like up for the union stuff necessarily because she's worried it's all just going to kind of fall apart a bit. Yeah, she's not 100% up for all the union stuff all the time because she's worried about them them and her losing their jobs. So, (laughs) this is quite a tricky one. (laughs) How do you relate to risk in your life? I think she's quite, she's quite risk averse. Mm. Like, she's quite afraid to make herself look silly. Mm. I, often in the show like the uh there's an early episode i mean this is also to do with like cultural <laughs> uh stereotypes but like uh they're promoting this salsa i they watched want, this episode yeah, yes they want mm. like a one of the latina employees basically to mm. put on a, a sombrero and speak spanish and get people to come over and try the salsa and amy initially refuses because she's like this is so like racist why yeah. are you only choosing the latina employees to do this um and like part of the episode is kind of her just embracing it and learning to mm. be like a bit silly and like let her guard down a little bit mm. Yeah, I think so. And it says that sixes will have a lot to say about risk. They like it or they don't like it. So they either are like, oh yeah, I love a risk. Or they're like, absolutely not. No risks for me. Yeah. Um, They like it sometimes, but not other times. They're deathly afraid of risk, um, but it also excites them. Um, Just listen for an abundance of strong feelings. So they just like have feelings about risk. Whereas two's don't really know how to answer the question yeah i think she does feel strongly about this because like another thing is like when she wants to ask for is it a raise yeah and she like has to talk herself up so much to like go to that conversation yeah um and like completely even when she's going for like the higher up positions she is so over prepared for them like she really prepares herself for those like interviews and for those um scenarios yeah does that make her a six i (laughs) think so yeah i definitely see the two side of things and i think where you saw two i think i saw one a little bit as well yeah um so i can definitely see the two angle for her great so what wing do you think she would be if she is a six? I went for a five wing. Yeah, I think she is more five, like, in her attitude to things. I think so. Than a seven. Like, yeah. I don't think she's very spontaneous. I don't think no. she's, like, up for trying lots of new things. I think she is much more likely to, like, sit at home and, like, read a book about, like... yeah 
where she's gonna go for dinner like she's more likely she's that person who like looks up the menu of the restaurant before she goes to the menu Mm. and decides what she has (laughs) i have a type six friend who i i was organizing going for dinner with her and one of my other friends um a few weeks ago and uh I knew that she loves to look at a menu beforehand. So all the options I sent her for restaurants, I just directly sent her the link to the menu rather than bothering to like, just say, how about this restaurant? I was like, she'll want to look at the menu. So (laughs) yeah. So Amy Sosa, a type six wing five, um, which brings us, I think to her eventual partner. Yeah. Apologies if anyone hasn't watched it, but we just assume <laughs> that you have, so spoilers ahead. Um, I mean, to be fair, that happens fairly on in the show. Yeah. Um, or fairly, fairly on? Fairly, <laughs> I know. <laughs> fairly early on. I thought I that's what you were trying to say, but I was just like, oh, I'll, let her, I'll let her say whatever. It's just an Irishism. <laughs> and yeah, like, Jonah. it's very clear from the first episode that Jonah fancies her. Oh, definitely. Um, who, what do you think Jonah's type is? I struggled a little bit with Jonah, but it was mostly that I was like between two types, but I knew that it was one of those two types. Like I wasn't yeah. I didn't feel like I was like, oh my god, he could be any type. I was like, oh, he's probably either this or this. Um, And they were next to each other, so I've just made that his wing of that type. So I typed him as a type four. Okay. Um, So I think um, in just the first couple of episodes, he says that you should try and find moments of beauty in the everyday. Um... And even a plastic bag can be breathtaking, um, which, like, are ludicrous type four isms that I could definitely hear a type four saying. Um, yeah. He sort of, he sort of really wants to be socially aware and socially conscious and, like, on the left and on the right side of saying things, but ends up putting his foot in his mouth all the time, um, which I just. I feel like it's a bit of a type four thing to be like, yeah, I'm like so cool and like on top of it with like knowing all the like, all the, all the political activism things that are happening right now. Mm. Um, Like I definitely relate to that. Um, he, Yeah, he's socially conscious. I think he does have a drive for like depth and individuality. Like he sort of slightly... I think he tries not to, but sort of slightly sees himself as a little bit above the others and has a bit yeah, of... He has a bit of a chip on his shoulder from yeah. business girl. He has, like, at the same time a superiority and an inferiority complex, like, yeah. simultaneously, <laughs> um, which obviously creates quite good comedy. But I just feel like he really loves, like, a deep conversation and wants to get to, like, the depth of what ev- what's going on with everyone. He wants, like, honesty and he wants to make things, like, significant. Like, how he yeah, I would covers say that's the true. ceiling in stars for yeah. Amy at the end of the pilot. And, like, I feel like he wants his life to mean something, but he doesn't quite know what that meaning is. And he's trying to like search for what that meaning is. But yeah. And then my other type I was considering was a five. But yeah. What are your thoughts? Interesting. I have not typed him as either of those types. Oh. (laughs) 
I could I did pause over type four for like a moment because he mm. does have this thing of like wanting to make significant things significant yeah. and like appreciating beauty. But I didn't really feel like he was sort of uh wallowy enough. Okay, <laughs> for yeah. I could like I think fair. he's quite a happy go lucky person and I don't think he is actually that mm. uh I don't know, like deep in himself a lot of the time. Okay. I think he likes to connect with other people. But um, the type that I typed him as was the type one. Okay. Um, yeah. Because I think for me, like the most, the things they use a lot for humor is the fact that I think he tries to be really like conscientious and ethical. Like he does have a really strong sense of right and wrong. He's afraid to make mistakes. Mm. Um, he has like perfectionistic tendencies Mm. he's impatient he sometimes tries to be like the hero of the group almost Mm. (laughs) like in a moral in a moral sense like this superior like well i'm doing the good thing by doing this and the rest of you guys are jerks (laughs) Mm. um so like stuff particularly things in the show where like he really heads up like the whole union thing like he's Mm -hmm. really for being in a union He's constantly standing up for other people. Um, like there's an episode where Amy puts him on the gun counter and he mm. freaks out because he's like, I can't sell guns. I don't agree with mm. being able to sell guns to people. Um, there is an episode where they all try. There's a bunch of temp agents who are working there, temporary mm. staff. And they're all putting bets on uh, if if they can make one of the temporary staff crack and quit first. Yes. <laughs> and Jonah gets like really swept up in it. But I think that again is more like about the rules of the game. Like yes, he's like, definitely. he goes into it. Everyone else is like, oh, we all just pick a temp. And he's like, cool. So I've worked out like yes! odds for each he, person. Like, and he has like a full board. <laughs> and everyone's like, Jonah, it's just like... A, a sweet thing don't worry about fun, it yeah. but he gets super super into it and then at the end of the episode when he wins the money because he manages to get the person to quit he feels so guilty that he goes out and gives them the money yes. which <laughs> i think is a very type one thing to do mm. um and also <laughs> a quote that i got from the show which i think is like very type one where he says um i never yell even when i'm mad i just push it down really deep and then sometimes i wake up in the middle of the night panicked and sweaty for no reason (laughs) (laughs) that is such a type one thing which i think is very type one definitely Um, hey i played basketball when i was a kid until my parents let me stop (laughs) um another one is i'm not like against weapons as a whole i fenced in college (laughs) (laughs) oh my god but like I... I think a lot of his like superiority superiority complex issues come from this like wanting to be like morally right mm. and trying to encourage the others to be morally right. Yeah. And I think it like creates a lot of comedy like when he is in a relationship with um Kelly, for instance, who is just like yes. happy go lucky and they both get really on their high horse yes. <laughs> about a lot of the stuff in the story. I actually don't feel like I need the questions at all. <laughs> yeah. I've, I'm fully like on board with it. But it's interesting because a one goes, so the other type that I paused over for him was a seven, just because he's like, mm. I think he's quite an optimistic character, but a yeah. one goes to seven in growth mm. and they go to a four in stress. Yes. So... Yeah. You were like totally off the mark. There. Yeah. yeah. What wing yeah. would you give him? That's quite tricky. 
Um, I suppose I would go with a two because I think he does care a fair amount about people liking him. Yeah. I think he really wants to come across as good to others. I feel like a wing nine is a bit less bothered by other people seeing them as good as long as they know they're good. Whereas yeah. I feel like a wing two also wants other people to go, yeah, you're a good person. As well yeah. as being able to tell themselves they're a good person. Yeah, I think he really wants like people's prayers. Definitely. Um, like all of his Halloween outfits. Like I think he goes his Brexit oh my one God. year. Yes. <laughs> and like no one picks up on it. And then at the end of the episode, he's like, guys, I'm Brexit. Like why has no one pointed this <laughs> Well, and whenever he like makes a mistake or like thinks he's made a mistake around Garrett, especially. Yeah. He like wants Garrett to like reassure him and so he like keeps going but obviously Garrett just like winds him up because yeah it's funnier that way yeah he like freaks out a bit I yeah I am fully on board with him being a one <laughs> so moving on yeah from Jonah type one with a wing two mm-hmm Let's talk about Glenn, manager Let's of the store. Let's talk about Glenn. Sweet, sweet Glenn. He's so cute. He and his really little squeaky is. voice. Oh my god. <laughs> so what did you type Glenn Sturgis as? So initially, I think I went for like the obvious choice, which I think like is a, an issue whenever you're using the Enneagram. Is like it's very easy to look at all of them and go, oh, it's that one. And then like mm. not actually think about it any further. So initially... Uh-huh. I was like, oh, Glenn's really nice. He's probably type nine. Like, he's just really nice. But then I was thinking about it and I was like, well, yeah, he is really nice. But, and like, he is kind of, like, I I don't, <laughs> I don't think a type, a type nine could still be, like, right. But then mm-hmm. I came around and I think he's more of a type six. I'm throwing oh. it out there. <laughs> because type okay. sixes, when they're healthy, are like nines. But I think they also have, like, all of this defensiveness and um, anxiety. Um, And they can be, like, really cautious about things and just really stressed and be, Mm. like, really self-doubting. And I think Glenn has a lot of that. But most of the time, like, he's super reliable. He's really hardworking. Like, he is really good at, like, making people work together, like, in a community. Like, an example of him sort of like giving in to maybe some of that anxiety um is the episode where jerusha his wife comes to the store and there's like a craft sale and she's making scarves oh and yeah glenn yeah. forces everyone at the store to go and like buy her ridiculous mm-hmm. looking scarves and hats and he's like get over there and buy stuff for my wife and i feel like that is like comes from a place of like loyalty like he really just wants her to be happy and he's being like super loyal to her he's gonna pull in the rest of this like secure team that he knows he has Mm -hmm. to support her I also have to say, as a side note, I actually love Jerusha's stuff that she makes. I wear all <laughs> You of would it. buy it yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that is such an interesting angle, and I don't think we've done this before in an episode, but we have the exact reverse of what we had for Amy. I typed him as a type two. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, so, yeah, so I typed Glenn as a type two because I think his primary objective is helping people and yeah. being there to help and give and tries really hard to please other people. But ultimately, he does sort of want it back a little bit. Like, he wants people to recognise what he's doing. And he does sort of, like, break at points to be like, No, I've done all of this for you. And, like, you haven't done this for me. And I feel like with Jerusha, he is constantly just trying to, like, get people to, like, like her and support her. Yeah. He just wants to be appreciated. He tries to be kind first and really doesn't like upsetting others. Like, he's such a sweet manager, but he's also, like, not a great manager because... No, he, like, keeps he, people on here yeah, their jobs. Yeah, he doesn't manage people. He just, like, tells people they're amazing, even though yeah. they might not be. So I think sometimes he needs to lean into that eight at points. <laughs> um, but, yeah, he... <laughs> He even, when he's trying to, like, make them all quiet in one of the early episodes, it's like a team meeting, and he's trying to get them to all quiet and down, and he shouts, and he goes, that's as loud as my voice goes, so I don't know what to do here. (laughs) Like, he's just (laughs) so, like, gentle. Um, And, yeah, he's sort of at a loss when he doesn't have anyone to help. Like, when he decides to retire, he, like, ends up not being able to retire because like he doesn't know what to do with himself and he's sort of at a loss when he like has retired and then ends up coming back because he was at such kind of a loss when he was at home with no one to help um he's a foster parent which i think shows how giving he is and how loving he is um and yeah he is really self-sacrificing the episode where (laughs) There's like they're doing a wedding uh thing in the store. They decorate the store like it for like oh, uh, yeah, yeah, weddings yeah. and a gay couple come in and Glenn <sighs> is trying so hard to accommodate this gay couple that he keeps saying like accidentally like not great things. Yeah. <laughs> Where it's like just a bit too much. Mm-hmm. But like it's also really sweet in the end because like yeah. he he and Mateo make this whole like <laughs> gay themed wedding just for this one gay couple to look at (laughs) oh I love this show so much (laughs) Um, great so would we like to look at some questions between two and six again I think I could come around to Glenn being a two to be honest oh without (laughs) (laughs) I think you've like already convinced me because like even I what was the other one I was just thinking of Oh, like every time corporate come, oh my god, like, yeah, he is so desperate. Like that, like people pleasing aspect of teams. Yeah. That, like, I guess sixes don't really have. Like, they're just more anxious. Mm. He is anxious, but it's because he's being people pleasing. Yeah, when corporate come around, where he's like, "Oh my god, like, do I look okay? Is my suit okay? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm gonna make a speech. Like, <laughs> I can do it. Like, I, but he's doing it because he really wants to be recognized mm. by corporate and to be told that he's a really good manager." Yeah. As opposed to, like, 
feeling like he's part of the Clyde 19. <laughs> yeah, and I think it's in, like, one of the first few episodes when someone from, like, the store magazine comes to, like, interview him and he, like, freaks out about the fact that they're, like, gonna... Well, she's literally they're gonna take coming a... to, like, see the store and he, like, makes it a bit about himself <laughs> and is yeah. like, oh, they're coming to see me and, like, yeah. the manager and I'm like, there's an unhealthy two for you. <laughs> <laughs> There's also this quote that I find where there's an episode where Dina catches a shoplifter and Glenn that. questions her and um they can't prove that she stole anything. Yeah. <laughs> she storms out, Glenn says, Okay, I'm just gonna say it. I like her less than I like other people. <laughs> he is so funny. It's just like that feels like quite too to admit, yeah. like, oh actually I'm gonna say like I don't like you. <laughs> Yeah, because it's not even... But in the nicest way possible. Yeah, they're not willing to go as far as as to be like, oh no, I hate them. Yeah, like this person is a bitch. It's like, I like her less than other people. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So I think that Glenn would have a one wing because I think he loves a rule. Like he loves to like follow a rule. He loves to like know what's going on kind of thing. Would you agree? I would agree. I think... Yeah, you like completely convinced me. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as you said it, I was like, "Why didn't I think of type two for Glenn?" I, love I think it's because that... my brain was like in type nine space initially, mm. just because like type nines are such like easygoing, like giving, caring people mm. generally, according to like what they write about in the yeah. Enneagram. That yeah, that's like where my head was at. So I didn't mm. even go to like the other end of it. <laughs> <laughs> I love that um last week I feel like we were so like particular about how we typed the 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 women yeah. of little women. The, the and we were women. so like steadfast and rigid with our ideas and then this week we're like, oh yeah sure. Yeah, I'm sure I, I, do you know what I'm I've been to convinced. You. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Glenn is a type two with a one wing. Yes, I think so. Um, so, who does that bring us to next? Who would you like? Should to we do chat next? about Dina? I love Dina. She I is also so love Dina, funny. but I I don't know if she's like universally loved. Is she not? Oh, <laughs> because I that watch makes this with my boyfriend, ah. and he did not enjoy Dina a lot of what? the time. Why? Because he, he was like, she's really mean and she really discouraged unions. Oh! <laughs> and like, she's not there for like the workers. Oh, like, he well, was to like, be she's fair, a bad boss. <laughs> in, uh, in, uh, I don't know if this is a, a mean thing to say. I feel like, um, your boyfriend can be a bit of a Jonah at times. And, uh, <laughs> See it. And uh, <laughs> I can imagine, I can just see him saying all these things. Oh, yes. Yeah. Of course, he doesn't like Dina because she's anti union. That's such yeah. a, like, that's such a. <laughs> that's so, so I'm like, specific. It, does everyone like Dina? Or Maybe not, yeah. But I like, because she does do, like, not great stuff. Oh, yeah. I but just also, think she's hilarious. She's so funny. I think she's she is I think, so like, funny. her straight talkingness and her bluntness is what makes her, like, so, so funny. Yeah, I think so. I think we have typed her as the same type. Oh, oh interesting. <laughs> so, no, I'm nervous. I typed Dina. Is it my turn to go first? 
I'll just yeah. go. Okay. Um, I typed Dina as a type eight. I also typed her as okay. a type eight. I'm so relieved. <laughs> yeah. I think she is um, kind of wants to be seen as strong. She wants to be in control. She yeah. kind of wants to be in charge, ultimately. And kind of is, even though she's not the... Yeah the manager but she is basically the manager um she tells it how it is she um can be a bit too like analytical like she almost like leans into that five territory sometimes and just goes like very logical and analytical um she's a bit crude at times um she does connect with her too like she does care about people um especially i think you can see it when she ends up being glenn's surrogate yeah um she's a protector of her people it's also really interesting like her relationship with garrett brings this like sweetness Mm, out of her i love their relationship yeah um Um, but yeah i think i i thought that she was near because i think like the idea like the thing that type is want is like to be in charge of their own destiny Mm, and like she doesn't just want to be in charge she wants to be in charge of herself and that Mm. means like whether that's when she's having a baby or whoever she's gonna do it the way she's gonna do it like regardless of what glenn thinks (laughs) a lot of the time that glenn is very concerned for the fate of his child and she's just like well this is how it is glenn like either it's this or (laughs) or it's nothing yeah Um, she never like like sacrifices her stances on anything um also like early on in the show she when she first hires jonah she has a crush on him Mm. and she actually decides to step down from being a manager when he says he wouldn't date a manager she's like oh my god i step down from being a manager so then he can date me like and she's it's that was interesting to me that like as an it she is willing to give up some authority Mm. in order to get what she ultimately wants Mm. like she's just like oh it's fine i can give up this authority because like that's it's not about the authority it's about me being in charge of myself yeah that's such a like interesting thing to think about i didn't even remember that she did that um but I have yeah. some very funny Dina quotes from a, an article the, that I found. Hit me with your Dina quotes. <laughs> do you want your child raised in a home with loaded handguns laying around? Or do you want your child raised by Glenn? <laughs> <laughs> I can't tell which of those is like the positive one yeah. <laughs> for Dina. <laughs> um, she says, I'd like to meet your mother and shove you back up inside her. <laughs> Uh, the idea of carrying your child makes me want to put a bullet through my uterus. <laughs> oh my god. Um, this is like a comment that she does in the store. She says, attention employees, make your way to the break room for a harassment meeting. Shoppers, go about your business. This is a private matter concerning our floor manager, Amy, and a 14-year-old boy. <laughs> um, oh my god, it's so funny. That. Oh, I like when she, um... <laughs> gets peer pressured into dressing up for Halloween she says ooh peer pressure from a group of people I don't respect now that's scary (laughs) (laughs) I love eights they are some of my favourite people Um, Um, in terms of a wing I gave Dina a seven wing I also gave her a seven wing I think she 
she isn't about that peaceful life. She no, wants she's energy. Not. She's got yeah. force, drive, get shit done. She's got birds. Like, I love yeah. how obsessed with I her love birds the she birds. is. I also um, love the episode where she gets, like, obsessed with the... Uh, the basement like tornado shelter and she's like it's gotta be stocked <laughs> and amy's like dina what is this about and she's like i can't connect to my emotions let's not <laughs> oh. yeah she definitely avoids that vulnerability yeah so dina a type eight with a seven wing i yeah. yeah i think it's hard to argue her as any other type who would we like to look at next should we go for another one that I thought was pretty easy, but maybe we'll disagree? <laughs> uh, yeah. I thought Matteo. Oh, he's quite so easy. easy. Yeah, he's type. my last easy person to type. I think Matteo. Oh, I went first last time, didn't I? No, yes, I, I did. Oh, well, I'll just say. <laughs> I think Matteo is a type three. Yeah, he, same. Yeah, I think I'm finally getting, after weeks and weeks of the podcast, what a type three is. Because I think I've <laughs> consistently typed people wrong mm. as a type three on this podcast. I'll admit to it. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I I'm think finally... they can be a tricky one to really understand. And I think it is because so often we see them in villain roles. Yeah, it's and Mateo really... is not a villain. Mateo no. is a sweetheart. A positive type three. Yay! <laughs> Although I think he's... he's seen as a bit of a villain in the pilot, but after that, I think we After like that, no. But like, he is, like, he's image conscious, like, mm-hmm. he cares about what he looks like, he cares about what everyone thinks about him. He's very driven at work. Like he's made mm-hmm. consistently, he is employee of the month. Yeah, uh, like throughout, the, like through, no one else is employee of the month. Like he, it's actually something that like trips him up later on. Like when um, they have the like really great storyline to do with uh, the fact that he's an undocumented mm-hmm. citizen, and they send like ice round to look for him. Um, everyone else is like rallying around him and they're like who's Matteo Matteo I've never heard that name and they're like who's 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 this picture of this employee of the month Matteo 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 it's been Matteo for months and they're like ah damn it (laughs) (laughs) yeah I definitely think he's a three he's always comparing himself to others he wants to win one of the quotes I got down from him I think it was literally in the pilot um was um him say because him because him and Jonah start on the same day they have the same first day and he yeah. goes up to Glenn and he says I know it's only the first day but if you were to compare me to say Jonah wh- how, who would be winning <laughs> it's just like it does like and I think loads of other stuff is happening in the store while he's doing this but it cares it it really matters to him that he is on top, doing the best, winning, is, like, number one in the store. Um, he works too hard. He's an yeah. overachiever. He's super ambitious. Um, it's also, like, how he meets Jeff, who yeah. he then goes on to have a relationship with, is because Jeff comes in and he wants to seem like he's doing good. It's yeah. Jeff. 
So he keeps like running, even even whenever they have the union, like everyone else is outside and they're protesting and they're like, we're on strike, we're not working. Mm. Mateo keeps sneaking back into the store <laughs> and putting his like little jacket back on over his union shirt and pretending like he's working. <laughs> and every time Jeff walks by, he's like lifting a box like, those people outside, can you even believe? <laughs> That, I feel like, is such a type 3 thing, almost showing that, like, adaptability and, like, the unhealthiness of putting on this, like, false persona all the time is, like, switching from, oh, crazy about those union people and then going out and being with the union people. Like, I feel like that is such a sort of unhealthy 3 attitude. Um, I think so. I give Mateo a 4 wing. Because I do think he is dramatic AF. (laughs) That is true. That is a fair point. The presentation that he makes, whenever um, the the, uh, Dina steps down from her position, basically Uh her job is open to be assistant manager. And Mateo's like, okay, I want to be considered. (laughs) And like the joke of the episode is that he spends all day in the break room making this super extra presentation (laughs) that is like mainly his face blown up on like the the PowerPoint. And it's like, talks about like how he started his life like outside of America. Like he's achieving the American dream. Um, And like the joke is that he spends so long in this presentation that like by the time they've already like hired Amy and then he's like, yeah, but we like, Mateo, we didn't even know you wanted to be considered. And he's like, oh no. (laughs) Yeah, I was nearly going to argue him as a, as a two wing, um, but I've literally just opened the page in the wisdom of the Enneagram um, and remembered what the difference between two wings and three and four wings are, and it's that four wings are a lot more career focused, and two two wings are a lot more like relationship and like people focused. And I yeah. think he has those elements, but yeah, I think ultimately he yeah is dramatic AF. He cares a lot about appearance and has that aspect of like caring about beauty and depth and his inner world and who he is and especially I think when he learns that he's undocumented he kind of goes through a bit of like a yeah a crisis and tries because it affects how he views who he is and his place in the world and his safety and yeah it yeah is a very well handled in my opinion storyline i think i think he's great i think the actor playing him is fantastic like Mm -hmm. he's one of my favorite characters on the show oh a hundred percent um yeah and i think similarly to what we were saying about friends last week is i love on this show that again each character if they were completely by themselves is still hilarious like if they if they just talked about what was going on in their heads even for like a minute, you would be laughing the whole time. They're all very funny. Yeah. So a type three with a wing four for Mateo. Yeah. Love Um, that. We have two more characters. We do. I found both of them quite hard to type. (laughs) They were both nightmares to type. Um, Let's talk about Garrett. <laughs> okay, cool. I think Garrett, out of the two of them, was the slightly easier one. Yeah. But 
I'm still not 100% on how I've typed him. I I wrote down, I think, two other types and then have, like, scribbled them out. It's <laughs> yeah. changing my mind literally just before we started recording. <laughs> yeah, so I'm going to let you go first. Okay, I think Mateo, or not Mateo. Not Mateo. <laughs> We're done, Mateo. I think Garrett is a type seven and i considered for a while a type six because Mm -hmm. i think he is like super loyal and very Mm -hmm. much like has this squad of people that he trusts but i just kept coming back to the fact that he like constantly is just messing with everything (laughs) in front of it yeah um like yeah he like most of his day he kind of he's at work but he is like he admits that he does the bare minimum at work just to get by and he doesn't like work particularly hard he's just there to like make money chat to people i think it's interesting because he's like kind of introverted so like Mm. again for a second i was like is this like kind of type five ish like he kind of he's the only one out of everybody that consistently works by himself Mm. because he's always on the the desk that's doing the announcements Mm -hmm. um it's like i feel like a lot of the scenes that he's in are like jokes where it's just like him by himself but like Mm. they're quite they're often quite like funny things where like he's just screwing with the announcements yeah (laughs) or um it's like commenting like quite dryly on a situation like i think in the pilot he's like oh uh, like jonah misprices a load of uh tvs and like electrical equipment Mm. and everyone it starts taking advantage of these like TVs that are should be five hundred dollars and buying them for like twenty five cents, <laughs> um, and instead of being like there's been a an error, Garrett's like you might have noticed there's been an error, so run to the checkout yeah. now and check out now <laughs> while you can, <laughs> and he's like completely just encouraging people to go for it. So yeah. I think he's spontaneous and outgoing and he is optimistic underneath Mm. his sort of sarcastic exterior. Yeah, I also typed him as a seven in the end. Okay. Yeah, I went to a lot of different types and even to like, I think I went into like nine territory for a bit because he seems sort of quite unbothered by things and stuff. But I think what I had to keep reminding myself is that like at work, he's bored like sevens when they're bored are like not are just trying to find stuff to entertain themselves with and if they're in an environment that is boring there's less for them they can't be like their full high energy self necessarily they're like they just can't like or sometimes you can get sevens who are a bit more chill like I think yeah I think type sevens want that stimulation and want that fun but yeah sometimes they're a bit more introverted and i think you just don't get to see introverted sevens a lot it's almost similar to like the idea of like a happy four like you just don't read about happy fours necessarily in the same way that i don't think you really read about like introverted sevens a lot and like you they can exist they can still be like wanting fun and just wanting to like enjoy life they can just be a bit more like chill about it but yeah yeah, i think ultimately he wants to like have fun and like just piss about a bit (laughs) 
Which is great. It provides a lot of comedy for the show. Definitely. I Um, love Garrett. What wing did you give him? I gave him a six wing because I think, like you said, there's that loyalty there. Um, I think there is like, he does sort of like, he just does things and is quite spontaneous but there is a bit of thought that goes into them. Like he sort of does plan a little bit and thinks a little bit. He's like, it's like how he, um, like he's quite ingenious in how he like thinks of things. Like in, I think it's the pilot, he's talking to Jonah and being like, oh, if you don't want to do stuff, you just have to look like you're doing something. So just carry a box around. It can be completely empty, (laughs) but just carry this box around. Like, yeah, I just see him as more of like a six wing. And I think they can have a tendency to be a bit more introverted, the six wing. I Um, think I also give him a six wing because I said like, he's quite loyal. I think like he... (laughs) doesn't rise to authority particularly like any time that he's given a chance to sort of be in charge of others he really shies away from it like i Mm. think there is one episode where uh like somebody leaves early and he's being like acting assistant manager for the day and he like can't hack it he's freaking out and he's just like yeah sandra you can leave early that's fine and then like realizes (laughs) that her whole section's a mess and he's like i don't know how to do this (laughs) yeah yeah so i think that means garrett is a type seven with a six wing which brings us to our final girl cheyenne who i adore i love cheyenne so so much honestly didn't think that she would be this hard to type oh my god i i literally in front of me have one two three four five types that i've considered so multifaceted (laughs) considered in enough depth to have like really thought about each of them and i finally settled on a type seven as well so i think she really goes with the flow she is really creative so i considered nine six four and two and seven and for a while i was thinking four because she's really creative for a while i was thinking nine because she's so sort of go with the flow and chill and then for a while i was considering two because she is really like kind and like cares a lot about people i considered six i think because she's like super loyal and like sometimes gets a bit nervous but like i think ultimately she's forever an optimist like sevens are ultimately like yes nines and twos exist in the positive outlook like optimistic triad with sevens but sevens are like the optimist of the enneagram they always see the silver lining always see where the happiness can be drawn from where the good fun can be drawn from and she just wants to have fun like she even when she um becomes floor supervisor near the end of the seasons Matteo's trying to get her to do her job in like this really specific way because essentially because she's having fun with it and Matteo like doesn't kind of (laughs) like the fact that she's like enjoying it and being a bit silly like I think one of the things that I really like um about like the sevenness of my partner is that he 
injects fun and silliness into like the most mundane things and i think that's what cheyenne does like she injects fun and silliness into like everything and like when mateo and her are like pretending to like plan a business and they're like being like yeah this is what our business is gonna be and then i i can't remember who it is i feel like it might be jonah someone tries to join in and yeah it's fine someone tries to like yeah actually make it into like a proper business and they're like no we're just we're just playing like this is just like for fun and yeah, I just think ultimately she's just there to have a good time. Like she's chill. She doesn't think about things. She's when she decides to like say yes to Bo, she's like, oh, I just sort of got swept up in the moment. Like I don't, I don't know if I, I don't know if I, met, I like wanted to say yes, but like I just got swept up. Like, <laughs> which is um, very like spontaneous. Yeah. Behavior. I think I so. Did the exact same thing as you. Yeah! The exact same types written down. No way! Went through the exact same thought process of being like, is she this? I really was like, is she a type four? Mm-hmm. Because she, like, she is very like dramatic and like she is very deep in her feelings as well. Mm. Is she like a type two? Because she does enjoy helping people. Is she type nine? <laughs> and then I did eventually also come back to making her type seven. Yeah! I do think sometimes when we type a whole show like this and i guess this probably could be applicable to like friendship groups Mm. there's sometimes a temptation to like have one of every type yeah (laughs) but like that is not always the case and sometimes it seems like this show to me has quite like a seven atmosphere going on yeah i think so um but yeah for like all the reasons that you just said like I like I think how chill she is like her and Bo I find so funny because like she will some she will sometimes try and get Bo to do something serious Mm. like I think there's an episode where there's like money Cloud Nine have like a a rhyming jingle contest which is like Bo you need to write a jingle and it needs to be really good and he keeps just trying to like make it into a rap but like Mm. at the end of the day she's like do you know what you're a rapper and that's what it is like it's fine (laughs) and she's so supportive of him in his rapping career like she's so chill about her baby i love that her baby oh my god so chill what a fantastic (laughs) name name of the baby (laughs) baby's called harmonica and she almost has it in the middle of the store oh my god doesn't she have it in the middle of the store i think she has like fake contractions and it's like a really dramatic moment and then she's like oh no it was nothing and then like she gets real contractions and they send her to hospital yeah and glenn gives her glenn's like you're suspended for two weeks with pay and it's like (laughs) basically maternity leave yeah because glenn's lovely um but yeah i I yeah. I think like even her the fact that she works like the makeup counter is like mm. a, a very type seven thing of like I get to do something different every day. I get to do like different makeup styles every day, and it's fun. And I get to talk to new people all the time. Yeah, she I think is one of the characters who kind of has scenes with like everyone because yeah. I think a lot of the characters kind of get paired together quite often, like. I think you see Garrett and Jonah a lot. You see, like, Dina and Garrett a lot. Um, You see, like, Amy and Glenn a lot. Yeah. But 
I think Cheyenne is often paired with, with Mateo, Mateo. But like they but do put <laughs> kind of gets put everywhere. There's definitely some funny scenes with like her and Amy where Amy's like trying to mother her a bit and she's just like, but let me do the nonsensical mm, thing. Yeah. And like her and Jonah as well, where she's just like very awkward around mm. Jonah. Like they do not click very easily. And yeah. she's like trying to like make things fun and Jonah's not able to connect with it this yeah i love that um Um, i love that we went on the same process with her as well when it comes to her wing i thought that she was more of a type eight wing i agree yeah because of like the fact that she does eventually become floor supervisor like she is happy to to be in charge of people and to be in charge of a project i think there's one whole episode where like i think this is cheyenne if i'm wrong tweet the show but um uh she like decides that people should carpool and uh-huh. she takes it on oh herself to like God, try to try organize episode. everyone's carpool and she's like yes. this is so confusing it's so much harder than i thought it would be <laughs> um yeah i love that episode that makes me laugh so much and yeah i feel like yeah further pushes her into that sort of seven territory of yeah yeah (laughs) but yeah i think she's an eight wing for sure i think like we were saying almost sort of in the opposite way to garrett in like she is really extroverted she does want to like push things she knows who she is she's not afraid to stand up for herself she yeah is as all eights are kind of a badass (laughs) (laughs) cheyenne is a type seven with an eight wing yeah, and that's all of our main characters. It was a lot this week, but yeah. it's a big show. And I think um, we stormed through it in relative speed. Reasonably good time. <laughs> um, uh, we have a bunch of awards that we give out every week. Uh, yes. We have the Oops, I Did It Again award, which is given out to the character who is the most like their type, Does has an action or does stuff that is just like, could not be more type one, for instance. Um, we also have the Clumsy Award, which we give to the character that was the most confusing to type, whether that be through just being like super multifaceted, or whether the writing is a bit dodgy. Um, so yeah, who would you like to give the Clumsy Award to this week? I would like to give the Clumsy Award to Cheyenne. Um, I think, despite the fact that we did end up both agreeing on the same type, she was just a really tricky one to type. Yeah, like, I yes, we sort of disagreed on more of them, but I just think, yeah, Cheyenne was really tricky to to pin down. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, that is also who I would give it to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, um, and who would you like to give the Oops, I Did It Again award for being the most tight ex- <laughs> I would like to give the Oops, I Did It Again award to Mateo. <laughs> That's fair. For, I think like, so. even, there's just so many examples of like him being a type of three. Like, yeah. That, that union <laughs> one really sticks out to me. Mm, um, definitely. It's like the one where like he wants to go back to a wedding um, mm. in his, it, is he from the Philippines? I'm, yes. Sorry if I get that wrong. Um, no, he is. But he, yeah, can't leave the country. And um, Cheyenne, like, helps put on this, like, major prosthetic makeup on 
<laughs> which like makes him act like a bit of a creepy old man. <laughs> God, but, like, because yeah. he gets, like, so into it. Yeah. And he's, like, so dedicated and is, like, I will do this to the best of my ability. Oh, my God. <laughs> There's just him. so many great moments with Mateo. A hundred percent. I couldn't see him as any other type. No. Um, We have a quick fire round that we yeah. make. And we have a I'm lot of characters this for this week. week. Yeah. So for our quick fire rounds, if you've listened this far, we've just been sat explaining all the characters and our reasons why we've typed all of them and we've come to an agreement. Uh, these characters, we are going to shout out some types that we think they are. And we're not allowed to discuss it. We're not allowed to agree. It's just quick fire Enneagram typing. Yes. So should we kick it off with Sandra? Yes. Nine. Two. <laughs> Okay, uh, Jerusha. Uh, nine. Two. Oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Carol. Uh, three. Three. Oh. Uh, Elias. Five. Nine. <laughs> Bo. Seven. Seven. Yay. Brett. Nine. Six. <laughs> Brett Mert- say much. No. Myrtle. Two. Eight. <laughs> I love the idea of Myrtle being an idiot. <laughs> uh, Kelly. Two? Two. Oh, and Jeff. Three. Six. Ooh, interesting. I also, I don't know if you realise this, because I think they reveal it in the last season, but um, you know how they keep finding like feet around the um, yeah the store. It's Elias. <laughs> okay, you can't see my face because we're on a podcast, but my jaw just dropped. <laughs> um, wow! And I think that's well, why I made like, him a five. For a while. <laughs> I think it's why I made him a five because, like, I was like. He fully. He's just in the background. He's so elusive. Like, no one knows what's going on with him. Um, But yeah, anyway. (laughs) (laughs) What what type do you think Elias is? (laughs) Letters on a postcard, please. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think I just. You looked so confused by me typing him as a five. (laughs) I was like, I need to explain why I've done this. Um, so every week we uh, each come up with an Enneagram tip and a writing tip. So what's yeah. your Enneagram tip for this week, Kyle? My Enneagram tip has actually been inspired by something you said while we were chatting um, wow. today. Um, inspirational. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so my Enneagram tip is, where if you are like going to help your friends type themselves, um, because I reiterate, don't just type your friends like, you know, help them that type the themselves. That's the tagline of our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Don't type your friends. Except if they're the same type as you. Like, maybe oh, they yeah. are. Like, they <laughs> could totally be the same that. type as you. Like, I think something that is exactly what Catherine was talking about. In cert- when we're typing a TV show, I try not to type people, two people as the same type. Because it's more fun to do it different types. But sometimes two people are the same type. Like, and that happens in friendship groups as well. I know it's probably a bit of a four thing. But anytime I, like, find out one of my friends is also a four, I'm like, 
oh god but i'm so unique they're not yeah, as unique as say, me but it's I like i could totally see this being like if you're a teenager who's just getting into the definitely era, yeah then you kind of want to be like a little bit of a special snowflake and you're like mm. well this is my tribe i find my thing like i'm yeah. a type five so no one else is a type five everyone else yeah. is something else yeah yeah people will express the same traits in different ways i guess Mm. yeah and that's the thing is it's all on motivation so someone might act really differently to you but have the same motivation as you um so yeah don't be afraid to have friends who are the same type as you i think in the friendship group that me and Catherine are part of we have a lot of very similar types I think I haven't typed barely anyone in our friendship group but no, because we don't type our friends <laughs> no exactly I've worked with a couple of our friendship group in helping them find their type but other than that I've no fucking clue what the rest of them yeah. are um but so far the ones who I've helped type themselves have been the same type as me yeah which to be honest would make sense that like similar yeah. personalities are drawn to similar well people. also we all met doing a drama degree yeah. and i feel like gonna... there must be a lot of like fours on a drama degree <laughs> i would say so yeah um but yeah uh that's my enneagram tip is accept that there are other there are others of you out there, essentially. Like, you're not the only type one. X in the world. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Um, my writing tip for this week. This was such a fun one for me to do because uh, when I was doing my master's in Boston, one of the classes I took was a class where we had to write a script for, like, an episode of a show that was currently airing. And at that mm. time, Superstore was still airing. So a couple of people in my class wrote really kick-ass Superstore oh, scripts, sick. Um, which was really fun to read, but it like also made me think a lot about how that show was written. And like mm. one of the things that this show do- does so well is balancing such a huge cast. Mm. Like, 100%. I think if you want to write a sitcom that is in this style, in like the style of The Office or Parks and Rec or obviously superstar um where it has like a huge cast of characters that are all funny like this is it's just such a this is such a good example of like go and read some of these scripts because they do a really good job of even minor characters being in like involved in every scene and Mm. having lines in every scene and that was something that like uh some of my friends who were writing scripts for this had to like learn how to bring some of those characters mm. who were maybe getting lost in the background into the scene because they couldn't just be in the room saying nothing because whenever you watch Superstore it always feels like every single person is in mm. the scene and has an opinion so yeah I think like this is a really cool show to have like such a big mishmash mm. of personality types and even what we were saying before about like how they choose to pair up Mm-hmm. certain characters like Cheyenne and Mateo are often seen together like in a, in scenes because they get on well but then whenever they want to throw a curveball they'll put like Jonah and Cheyenne together because mm. that's going to create conflict of some kind so yeah I think if you want to write a big cast story my writing tip is like go read the Superstore scripts mm. <laughs> well and I think almost like a tip from that could be if there's a show that you really love try writing an episode of it if you want to be a writer because i I remember you telling me about you doing that and i was like that's such 
a good way to learn good writing because if you like a show because it's written well like learn from it and try writing it yourself because it doesn't have to go anywhere like you don't have to send it anywhere it could just be like an exercise yeah Um, and i think it's a great way to like break down how different shows uh have different like stories like how many mm. stories they have like super story normally has two or three big sort of plot based Mm. stories happening in any given episode but like other drama based shows might only have like one Mm. big story per episode and that's it and they're like way more slow Mm. um so yeah i love that um fantastic so that is us all wrapped up for this week thank you so much for joining us and next week we'll be back with a film film yeah i don't know which one but uh (laughs) if you have any suggestions do send us an email or a tweet or an instagram dm you'll uh you'll hear them all in a moment um pre-recorded bye bye leave us a review if you like the show um you can follow us on twitter at enia obsessed that's e-n-n-e-a obsessed we're also on instagram at enneagram obsessed pod and if you completely disagreed with everything that we were saying send us an email at enneagram obsessed at gmail.com or you can leave us a voicemail um so we can actually hear your voices at anchor.fm forward slash enneagram obsessed Help I'm Obsessed with the Enneagram is created and produced by us, Kyle Flynn Davies and Kathy McFall. Music is What a Wonderful Day by Shane Ivers from silvermansound.com. See you next time. <laughs> See you next time. <laughs>